Hello girls. Welcome to our first episode of Soar Girls podcast. This is a place of conversation featuring stories of women who have been influencing the world with the light of Jesus. We hope these women inspire you to propel into your God destiny. So today we have with us Jenny Lien. She's a writer and the artist behind the Yay project. which seeks to help women celebrate their god-given design by reminding them that you are you yay through the yay project she has had the joy of e-praising god with women from all over the world she also works in children's book publishing and is a freelance food writer jenny will be sharing about finding your identity in god when you are in the waiting period and she's going to tell us about her story of how she started yay project hello jenny uh, i'm so excited that you are here on our first episode of soul girls podcast uh, can we start off with you introducing yourself Of course. Hi Cheryl. Thank you so much for having me on Swarbrol's podcast. It's been so nice to connect with you. Um uh, my name is Jenny and I am a 32-year-old uh, woman in Hong Kong and I um have a podcast called You Are You Podcast and an Instagram account and blog called The Yay Project. And it was something that God led me to start about two and a half years ago and it's just been Oh, a really joyous journey of like understanding more of my identity in him and of course just God in in general. That's great. That's great to your I have been following the Yay project and it's so exciting to hear what God's speaking to you and I just love things uh, most of the times I wake up and you know I finish my prayer time with God and I got, I have I have made myself used to going to a few Instagram profiles that encourage me for the day and yours is one of it. It's just amazing. Can you tell me how did you how were you led to do that? Oh, thank you. That's actually so cool to hear um because I think I uh in 2019 I went through a very unexpected breakup, I guess. So I think you know when you are about to turn 30 there are all these things sometimes that we can put on ourselves and so i thought you know great my job is going well and i'm about to get engaged and the sky is great and all of this and then sort of all of a sudden we broke up and i was very confused because i think at that time i also had started to idolize marriage in a way and so i was just in a state where i just knew that the only thing i could do really was surrender to god maybe i think 2 years before that i had sort of questioned my faith and came to the conclusion that no i i believe god is real i'm 55% sure but i'm going to continue to pursue god and just have faith that he will he will show me that he's real and so when i went through this it was just you know god i know you're real i don't understand the situation but i want to heal as quickly as possible so i'm going to do everything you say <laughs> um and i think i went through maybe a period of two or three months where every waking breath was me trying to talk to god because you know sometimes when you go through a tough breakup there's so much pain it's like overwhelming you're always thinking about it analyzing and the more that i like read my bible and prayed he led me to more resources the more i would like 
because when it's constantly going through your mind, it's so easy to remember, whether that's TV or the Bible, right? So if I started to get angry or bitter, I'd, you know, I'd be like, no, God says, you know, the opposite. And so it was maybe two, three months of this. And then I started hearing God say to start writing about faith. I think he might have told me maybe a year prior that one day I would write about faith, but I wasn't doing it at the time. I was barely testifying. I had no idea if I like knew all the right Bible facts and everything, but in that season, I just wanted to obey. And so I prayed over a name. I just opened, I think a blog first and then the Instagram. I told just a couple of close friends. I wrote anonymously. I used stock photos, you know, I didn't have any idea what I was doing. But it was just, God, you are, I believe you are asking me to do this. Therefore, I have to obey and I'm just going to try my best. So it was a couple sentences at a time. And I think from the first post, he brought people to encourage me, like strangers would find it through a hashtag and tell me they could relate. And then I think eventually I started just to write some posts that were things that I felt God was telling me that day. And I wasn't sure if anyone else would relate, you know, if if it's something God is speaking to me, would would anyone else understand? Um, Would people be like, oh, you're making it up? But I think I haven't actually had any of that, (laughs) but I've had um, women like you share that they, you know, sense God's heart through some of the things that I share that I feel like he's telling me. And I think that's just so cool that we can be a vessel just to share the gospel and the Holy Spirit moves and connects and brings people as, as he does. Yeah, that's the beauty of God. You know, that's one thing that I got attracted to God about, like whoever I spoke to God, when whatever I wanted to hear, God just spoke it out to me. So, yeah. you know, your yay project is fantastic i mean uh you know when you started off i know we spoke about this in the start but i just want to tell everyone uh, the beautiful story you told me but did you know you could reach out to india oh yeah (laughs) so i think um in that stage of just uh, because i think in my life i've been christian my whole life born into a christian family and there were certain situations where i just knew that God was speaking to me somehow I just had that inner knowing but maybe between you know birth and age 30 there were maybe five times I was really really sure and then a bunch of other times that I was kind of sure but when I was seeking God all the time I felt like he was talking to me a lot and so I would just write it down in my journal but I still needed to see if it was true. And so one of the things that I felt him tell me early on was that um, like, I'll be able to like reach people in India. And, and for me at the time, it was, I don't know anybody in India. <laughs> I like, I'm just a very brokenhearted woman seeking God with no Instagram platform, writing a couple sentences a day. And I think just the more that I was faithful in obeying, the more he brought me friends from India and and other places. And to even the point that like we get to meet today and pray together and share together. Um, Yeah, so I guess, I mean, if I can share an encouragement now I think whatever we sense God is calling us to if we pray and we genuinely believe we walk in faith we can 
yeah, just have faith that God has a plan, even if we have no idea how <laughs> it might happen at the moment. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. You know, um, you started this off during the lockdown, which is which was, I think, very difficult time for a lot of people. Um, I know personally, I know a lot of girls who have a passion to do something and they want to do it, but they just, they're not able to get, they're not able to start that off, right? So do you, do you want to like say, give them like keys, how to be consistent, how, what to do, how to start this off, whatever they yeah. are encouraged with? Sure. Um, so I think I started at maybe six, months before the pandemic kicked off but for me in Hong Kong it was during the protest so kind of a different world event that made me see God so it was a I think a time where I was spending more time at home as well um, but in terms of encouraging women to um, pursue and to stay consistent I really see it as like a love relationship with God first versus action. And it's something that God really had to teach me because growing up, I was very much a planner. You know, I had spreadsheets, I had Word docs. I was trying to research and plan my own life and I didn't know what I was doing. So I had like seven different scenarios that could happen. And in that brokenhearted season, I just, I was like, God, I thought that my life was going according to plan. Obviously it wasn't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to try and obey you. And the more that I fell in love with God and the more that I just obeyed, there was no backup plan. It was just, God, what do you want me to do? That was when my life changed, I guess. Like I never had more joy. I never had more success. I never had more purpose. And to sustain it, the love part for me has to come first because I don't think I have any confidence that if I did it apart from God, it would be any sort of success. Like there's no way that I could speak, um, you know, the, the way that I write without God. It's just, it's just not possible. And so I think the secret to <laughs> happiness and joy in life is, is just God. Right. And so if we see it as worship, if we see it as, not for our glory, but for God's glory. And just understanding that if we really believe that God is God almighty, who can strike us down the next second if he wanted to, but he doesn't because he loves us and he has a purpose, then I think it's so much easier to surrender and like remind ourselves, no, like God is God. I'm his child. I like, it's my joy to honor and serve him and do what he's called me to do. Yeah, having that order, I guess, is is so key to doing, I think, anything, whether ministry or, or otherwise. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think that's the key, isn't it? Like complete surrender and the love of God. There's nothing other than that. Yeah. yeah. My pastor, Pastor Kim, always says that you take everything from me, but don't take away my God. That's the most yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, um, I, I work full time and I am doing podcasts and sometimes I get a little, um, you know, you know, overwhelmed with the stuff that I have to do. Uh, I know that you have a full time job and uh, you do the blogs. You also have a podcast and you have a food blog. Uh, how do you manage to meet your goals? What what's what's the thing? What works for you? 
Yeah, I think it's a really interesting question to get in this season of my life. I, I started a new full-time job in January. I work for a UK children's book publisher. And I you know, think that maybe one day I'll be able to maybe make Christian children's books as well. Um, but yeah, I think at the same time, God has opened up other opportunities to serve him. And so usually for the past two years, I have just, honestly gone gone with the holy spirit so each day i just have my quiet time i write what he shows me i don't plan my posts in advance there were a couple of weeks where i tried but usually it's just whatever comes out of my daily quiet time and then with the podcast i just have this sense i try and take every saturday off um to have you know day dates with god just sort of that day i just move as the holy spirit leads me. i read my bible if he leads me to a book he leads me to a podcast and when i record a podcast i often just lie in front of God and say, you know, God, if you don't give me something to say, I have nothing to say. So if you want me to do this podcast, tell me, tell me something. It's just been very, very fluid like that. But as I've gotten busier, I think God is also showing me that making a schedule is not bad. It's okay to be organized. It's okay to plan. But obviously, you know, if, if, if God leads us to change the plan, then we, then we follow him versus what we have planned to do. So to be honest, somehow just by following God, he has given me enough energy and strength to keep up with almost daily Instagram podcasts, food blog, still having friends, going to small group, going to church. Um, so I don't think there's necessarily any one way, but I try and just always put God first and move as he leads me whatever in whatever season yeah that's again fantastic I think everyone is going to love this uh this interview I can really feel it uh you're answering questions so many of us always have so that's fantastic uh, you know how do you keep your focus like a lot of times me I have to bring my focus back to God. A lot of times, um, you know, you struggle with keep taking care of your house and your family. Uh, somewhere, you know, I get a lot of questions from young girls saying, oh, I don't have time or I'm too busy or I, I can't really focus that much. So, you know, what do you want to say about that? Yeah, um, it's a really, really good question. I, I think because I spend... So I'm 32 now, and when I was 22, I moved from like a small town suburban Canada to like glittering urban metropolis Singapore, and I was just surrounded by so many young people who had big dreams, who wanted to make it in the music industry, who were really talented with design, who were, you know, just, and I think at the time Singapore had a lot of government grants. And so people getting them and having the funding to pursue their dreams. And so I think I saw that and I wanted to do things myself. Um, like I thought my hard work, and it was the age of like, uh, like Sheryl Sandberg being in. So I thought the more that I worked, the more <laughs> success that I would have. Um, and so I, yeah, I think I spent literally a whole decade trying to do things my own way and then getting into my thirties and realizing, you know, if I put God first, 
my life is so much better than it ever was, even when I was trying to put in my own effort. And so when, to, when I am in love with God, and I think I just have been kind of my whole life, but definitely the past two and a half years. It's like any relationship, the more time you spend together, um, and it, it's like so much better than a human relationship, right? The more time you spend with God, the more you know him, the more you love him, the more he can speak to you, the more clearly you can understand him because you know the Bible, you know how he thinks, you know how he acts. Um, and, and not perfectly, right? It, it's constantly a journey, but but just there's just no better way to live a life than with God first. And so I noticed that sometimes on Saturdays, um, even though it's, my day date with God. I want to spend the whole day with him. I'm exhausted from the work week. I want to start my day by eating a really big breakfast, cleaning up my house, getting everything in order. If I delay my Bible reading time and quiet time, sometimes like an embarrassing number of times, like 25% of the time, I'll start to get really emotional and really upset and really like, oh, do I have any answer to this prayer? It doesn't happen if I start with Bible reading. Even if I have a lot of emotions and a lot of upset feelings, I pour it out to God. I read the Bible. I wait on him. I pray. He gets me right. And then my day goes better. If I don't do that, even if I'm doing it six days out of the week, if I don't do it on that seventh day, my emotions can erupt and get the best of me. So I think it's a very long way of saying if we think we don't have time I think life is better if if we make the time because God is so amazing and he wants to talk to us I just think there's no better way than putting God first in all ways as much as we can yes yes that is so true I mean oh I, I think I feel the same uh, sometimes when I have a lot of things to do and on that day especially if I don't sit with God you know my emotions are all over the place and you know I can snap at someone so I you know the only way to keep me you know in the right place or being focused is you know being with God that's fantastic thank you so much for sharing that I think that's really personal thank you so much for sharing that yeah uh, I really want to dig deep okay uh, you know, I know you have written about the waiting period mm. and, um, and I know it's the most, most difficult time, especially for a girl. Uh, you know, tell me something about that period, how God helped you identify, I mean, help you with your identity uh, so that, you know, there are girls who are in this waiting period of wanting to be married or waiting for their waiting for a job and they have been in the waiting period and most of the times people are frustrated or they're angry with God or they get upset and they want to go back to their old life but tell me what God taught you and how you maintained how you found your identity mm. yeah it's a really good question I think naturally um, I wouldn't say I am a very patient person <laughs> I think it's definitely a fruit of the Holy Spirit and the more that I spend with God and the more I surrender and he refines me, the, the easier it is to be patient. But it was a very, very, um, I don't know if I would say tough journey, but I think if I go back to, um, you know, 2019, that period of wanting to heal as quickly as possible, surrendering, 
I definitely still had daily complaints to God. Like, God, how could this happen? God, I thought everything was going to plan. God, why are you making me wait? And I think now I have been single for two and a half years. I have never been single so long in my life. I think before this, the longest I was single was for a year. And before that, like three months, like I just wasn't used to being single. And I think because of that, I put a lot of how I should like treat God, I would put that on my boyfriend. So I would go to my boyfriend for comfort. I would go to my boyfriend mm-hmm. for identity. I would go to my boyfriend for um, advice, you know, everything. And I didn't realize it. Like I knew God was real, but it was just easier to have someone that I could actually talk to versus mm-hmm. like God, who I think might be talking to me, but because I'm not really reading my Bible or spending time with it, I'm not sure. Um, and so it was, you know, naturally if I'm spending 80% of my time talking to my boyfriend, 20% talking to God, I will hear my boyfriend's voice much louder. And therefore that can, um, sometimes lead to idolatry not that we think of it as idolatry but Mm. but definitely putting putting someone before God and so the waiting period has really taught me the joy of putting God first I guess because I guess in his grace no boyfriend to rely on uh, therefore relying on God but then getting that mindset switch that like even when I get married God has to come first anyway, even when we get that job, even if we get that opportunity, God has to be first. Otherwise the whole order doesn't work. And I think we're in danger of, um, you know, messing things up and maybe God might take it away or or, or whatnot, but like God has to come first. And so, oh, what has God taught me through the waiting? There's no, I think, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm thinking about, all the times I complained to God about the timing and about not wanting to wait and realizing eventually that if it's not God's timing, it's not God's timing. We can complain and shake our fists and have tantrums. Doesn't mean that God is going to do anything. And even if he does maybe allow us to get a taste of it, I think it might be in my experience anyway, a lesson to see why it's not the right time. Um, And I think the waiting period has also shown me daily faithfulness, that if I wait and I wait, and it's hard, God, I've never waited for a month. I've never waited for six months. I've never waited for a year. And now it's been two and a half years. (laughs) Um, But during the waiting, if we surrender to God and we hear what he said, there is so much fruit and so much joy that he does while we're waiting for that one thing. We're not waiting for everything all at the same time, but I think sometimes marriage is one of those things that is difficult. Like, what if you want to have kids? What if you want to, um, you know, what if all your friends are getting married? You know, there, there are other things. I think that one can be a bit of a sticking point, but in God's eyes, he understands but if it's not his time, if it's not his plan, we can trust that his plan is the best. So yeah, always going back to like trusting that God is love and he loves us and his plan is best. And then just trying to walk faithfully daily. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah. You know, Jenny, um, your waiting period is going to be the m- most glorifying period from, for, in your life. I can, I can sense that God's saying that for you. Yeah. 
for you, it may feel like you're alone and you know you're waiting, but uh, for God, it's the best time because He's just got you and there's no disturbance. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, yeah, you're gonna be, you're gonna reach heights where you couldn't even imagine because of this waiting period. This is this is where you're growing your roots stronger. You know. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Believe that, like, if we're waiting and we're surrendering, like, God is doing something in us, He's getting our roots deeper, He's getting us more anchored in Him. And also, I just want to point out that I think it's also a great time that we can pray over things like marriage because I think in the past, if I married any of my students, I don't think they were ready either, and it would have been mm-hmm. difficult. But then, you know, now wanting to surrender to God live for God first. I don't plan on getting married and stopping all of this. Like I pray for a partner where we can go harder for God together, do more together. I pray for like spiritual gifts for my future kids, you know, like God, it'd be great if they were like little evangelists from a young age. Um, Amen so just, to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great, time to great. That's wonderful. Uh, you know, there are many girls who want to start off Okay, they are creative. They have they they are creative. Uh, can you give them a pep talk? Oh, um, oh, I really believe that. I mean, I don't. It's not even just I believe. God has made all of us specifically for a reason, right? So He's chosen how we look, the gifts that we have, our personalities, our families. And he's made many people creative and he's put creative dreams in us. And he doesn't, um, like we might have similar callings or similar gifts, but everyone is unique and has a unique calling. And so I just a hundred percent believe that if we go to God, see what he wants us to do and then walk in faith, he will open up so many more dreams and ideas Mm. and opportunities and there's only one us so whatever he's made us for whatever he's calling us to do we can trust that we don't need to compare we don't need to look at anyone else's stats or style I mean it's not a bad thing we can be inspired we can give glory to God for what other how he's using other people and growing other people but we can trust that we have something that God wants us to do and to enjoy that process of like discovering what it is making art making music writing um yeah, that God has something that he wants to do through our creativity as well. Yeah, that's great. I think you gave a very, very important point, enjoying the process. Yeah, um, because a lot of people get frustrated or tired in the process, but that's the key, enjoying the yeah. process. And that's the wonder, yeah. wonderful being thing, being in God and, you know, doing the things of God and so, instead of doing the things of the world. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. I know a lot of girls are going to get blessed through this. Uh, so I just want to ask you, uh, do you have any projects that are coming on you want to talk about? Give us more information about you. Where do we find you? How do we chase you? <laughs> um, thank you. I, I really pray that if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you look at my Instagram, if you listen to the podcast, what you see is that I am just, a human person trying to love God as best as I can and that you yeah will see much more of God than me um, through it all I think one thing that God has shown me and like changed my life is through the practice of 
having daily quiet time before him in terms of, you know, I read my Bible, I journal, but I also wait on him and see if he has anything that he might want to say. And sometimes I feel like he shows me uh, like a picture. Sometimes I feel like he leads me to a verse. Sometimes um, he leads me to pray for someone else, like whatever it is, but I just try and hear and I try and write it down and I try and obey whatever I feel like he is that he's saying and so that practice of making space to listen really I think changed my life and my walk with God and so I'm praying over uh, a prayer journal of sorts like seeing how I might be able to share this passion and what God has shown me with other women so maybe um yeah not only having graphics and encouraging words and maybe some short devotionals but just helping women practice that Mm. prayer Bible reading downloading process so that's one thing and then I'm also praying I wonder maybe about YouTube seeing if that might be something that God wants me to do um, as well as the podcast and then how you can find me I guess uh, on Instagram it's at the dot yay dot project on the blog it's the yayproject.com and then for the podcast it's yay podcast on Instagram and then yes. you can find you know Apple Podcasts and Spotify that's great yes yeah, so all the girls follow Jenny you will be blessed I know I have been blessed Sore Girls has especially been blessed by the podcast the blogs and uh, especially the Instagram uh, handle. It is fantastic. Uh, so don't wait. Just go follow Jenny right now. It's, it's something that you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you so much for joining us. We, I mean, I think I had a beautiful time uh, this one hour. Uh, thank you so much for blessing us with, uh, with, with what God has been teaching you. I think uh, uh, these small things, uh, God glorifies even more than that. Yeah, uh, I, I believe that uh, if you're faithful in small things, God will give you bigger. Yeah, so I bless that God takes your ministry bigger and wider and it reaches all over the world. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cheryl. It's an honor to be here and so glad we can serve God and praise Him together. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this inspiring and think someone needs to hear this today, encourage her by sharing this episode. Also, visit our website on soregirls.com for more resources.